Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message for today, March 8th, 2021. And we've got a show chock full of information for you. People, I'm going to actually go through the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that our benevolent leaders have passed. They're going to give us stuff. And I'm sure that everything in the bill is worthwhile and it's not for their own interests, it's for us, the peons, the good people who need them to lead us. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about Bernie Sanders, who is just awful. I mean, just an awful, awful human being. I try not to besmirch people personally, but this guy at this point, old socialist, not good, not good. And then we're gonna do a couple other stories. We're mixing it up today. Uh, before I do anything else though, guys, quick reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel and click that notification bell. And I was gonna talk about Coming to America because I saw the, the sequel, Coming to America on, uh, was it on Amazon Prime this weekend? but my guys have told me it's best because in case people didn't see it, I don't wanna do any spoilers yet. So I'm not gonna talk about that, but I will tell you that I was walking the dog yesterday and you know, still a lot of really depressed lunatics here in Los Angeles and people walking around with masks outdoors and I keep telling you they, they pull dogs out of the way so dogs can't say hi and sniff butts and it's just, it's just very depressing. All these people, you see people driving alone with masks on and just the whole thing. But anyway, yesterday we were walking the dog and a woman ran up to us and she said, oh my God, Dave Rubin, I love you so much. I live right here and we're so happy that you're here. I don't really love the fact that people kind of know where I live, but she was, oh, so happy, so happy. And uh, she said, Dave, don't worry, there are others like us in the area. That's nice to hear. It's nice to know that there are others. Now it depends, I guess, what her definition of like us is. Um, Non-reptilian people, I suppose but sane people. It means that I'm surrounded by somewhat sane people every now and again, there's others like us. That's sort of what's happening in society right now. As we watch like the layer of everyone just go completely bananas that people have to meet on the streets and you can sort of tip off. She didn't have a mask. You can sort of tip off, oh, you're not wearing a mask. Maybe you're somewhat sane. Are you a little bit sane? And maybe we can work with that sanity and figure out what else is going on there. So, you know, a couple sane people here in Los Angeles, but all right, let's get to it. Joe Biden, the apparent president of the United States, at least for a little while longer, uh, he passed a $1.9 trillion COVID stimulus bill. Now, first off, I wanna put up this Washington Post headline. I saw this on Twitter. And if you wanna see what truly propaganda is, what sort of full on in your face, absolute propaganda is, this headline is it. Biden's stimulus showers money on Americans, sharply cutting poverty in defining move of a presidency. Okay, now first off, Biden stimulus showers. Now, 
You understand that when they give you stuff, that means that they took from you. Now I get that all these numbers are made up and we're gonna go into some of the numbers in a minute and it's one trillion for this and 350 billion for this and it's all just made up numbers that get us further into debt and we'll owe China more and more and eventually we'll have to go to war with China because you know at some point it's just sort of like the mafia, you keep borrowing money from somebody and if you can't pay them back, you kind of have to, you hope that your muscle's bigger than their muscle. So none of this ends well, but putting that aside for a moment, uh, the framing of that. Biden's stimulus showers money on Americans. Joe Biden, he's Jesus, people, and he gives, he gives you money. That's what Jesus did, right? Uh, but then the line that really got me there, the couple words that really got me, sharply cutting poverty in defining move of presidency. Now, we're gonna get to the numbers in a second, but basically, Americans under uh, $75,000 a year are gonna get $1,400, okay? Sharply cutting poverty. If anyone gets that $1,400 check, is there literally one person in America who will be moved out of poverty for that $1,400 check? That is not to say some people won't benefit from it. Of course they will, and that's, that's great, right? That's great. If you need the money, the government, it's the least they can do, give you back some of the money that they stole from you in the first place. Okay, so that's just fine. Sharply cutting poverty, no. That is a 100% lie. It's not a 99.9% .9 lie, it's a 100% lie. Not one person got out of poverty or will get out of poverty because the government gave them $1,400 while at the same time ramping up the national debt, which ultimately makes the money worth less. I mean, I understand that the Democrats basically believe you can just print money and that there's nothing behind it. That's sort of the, the whole premise behind everything they do. But it's also the defining move of his presidency. That's pretty incredible. The guy's only been president for seven weeks. He's only been awake for maybe four to five hours of the whole thing. Uh, so very interesting. So from Fox News, the bill includes $1,400 stimulus checks for individuals who make less than $75 hundred dollars. Inmates are included among those who receive stimulus checks just as they were in both previous COVID relief bills that offered $1,200 and $600 checks. So just one more time on this $1,400 thing and the idea that this got anyone out, uh, that's 75,000 by the way, obviously. Um, so you're, if you're making less than $75,000, uh, you're gonna get the $1,400 stimulus bill just to be absolutely clear. Um, but just keep this in mind. So that means, let's say you're making $50,000. No, no, well, they said it got people out of poverty. So I don't know exactly what the poverty line is, but let's say you're making $40,000. You've watched the economy collapse around you. Restaurants are closed. You know, all those blue collar jobs just disappearing. Just we're, we've watched the middle class just get crushed. So you're making about $40,000. Maybe you're working, maybe you're not working. Then the government comes in and gives you $1,400. Is anyone getting out of poverty because of that? No. So again, it is a complete lie. That is the Washington Post. And the Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos, who also owns Amazon, is a prime purveyor of lies at this point. If you wanna see more on that, I sent out a little Twitter thing on that this morning, just like the absolute drivel that they're up to. But I thought I would do something here that they don't do on CNN and that they don't do on MSNBC. I thought we'd actually look at some of the things that are in this $1.9 trillion like why not bagajillion, you know? Why not gagajillion? Why not that? But $1.9 trillion, it's all made up drivel. And when you understand that, then you can see how the swamp protects itself. And if you want some proof, let's just go through some of the bullet points here. Uh, so this is, this is next to nothing. 1.5 million earmarked for the Seaway International Bridge, which connects New York to Canada. Have people been having a problem getting from New York to Canada? I've, I've been 
up there and it's not a real problem. You just go from Buffalo and then you work your way up into Canada. You know, it's not, it's not that big of a problem, but that only 1.5 million, I don't know what that has to do with COVID. Uh, 50 million for family planning going to nonprofits, which will include parent Planned Parenthood. All right, 50 million, it's 1.9 trillion, it's not that much. 852 million for AmeriCorps, uh, AmeriCorps Vista and the National Senior Service Corps, which is a corporation for the national and community service, civic volunteer agencies. I'm not even sure what all of that is, and it doesn't really matter, but $900 million to that. Does that have anything to do with COVID? Nobody knows and no one will ever find out. 470 million for the Institute of Museum and Library Services at the National Endowment of Arts and the Humanities. If I'm not mistaken, and we found this out, what, about a year ago, Nancy Pelosi sits on the board of the National Endowment of Arts or something like that, but really think about that. So almost $500 million to the Institute of Museum and Library Services and the National Endowment of Arts and Humanities. What does that have to do with COVID? And the answer is nothing. This is the swamp taking money from you and using it for its own pet projects. This is why politics suck. This is why these people suck and are all horrible. And if they give you $1,400 and you say, thank you, can I have a little bit more? You're part of the problem. 200 million for the Institute Museum and Library Services. All right, that sounded like what we just did a minute ago. Uh, 270 million funds the National Endowment of Arts and the Humanities. So this is about a billion bucks we've got just with the arts and the humanities and everything else. You know, I'm fairly certain that people are able to paint now and you can put things on Instagram and that's how you can get things out there. Maybe the government doesn't have to fund the arts anymore the way maybe it once did. And I think there's an interesting philosophical argument about what, whether the government should fund any of these things. But basically speaking, I, I don't know if people in the government have heard about Instagram or Pinterest or uh, some of the other social media websites on the phone there, and that's how artists are able to communicate with other human beings and make money now, it's really incredible. 350 billion to bail out the 50 states in the District of Columbia, so the federal government makes up magical number and it just gives it to the states. And by the way, this is what you can find videos of mine from a year ago talking about this, that California was just gonna crush the economy knowing that the Fed would just come in and, and pay the bill, even though again, the money comes from us. Uh, 128.5 billion to fund K through 12 education. I mean, I've been saying this for a while, but one of the last things that I was able to kind of hang my hat on and say, oh, I am an old school liberal, is that I believe public education is something the government should have some involvement in. I'm not sure I can make that argument anymore. I mean, now that we've seen the Department of Education and basically the, the teachers unions, which are sort of a mafia organization at this point, just looks what, look what's happening here in California where they're just refusing to go back to work. We're gonna put 128.5 billion to fund K-12 education. What does that have to do with COVID? You see what they're doing? It's just to keep the machine well-funded and screw you. I think you get the point. 86 billion to save nearly 200 pension plans insured by the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. That maybe sounds somewhat legit, like if pension plans really got hurt because of the market, because of COVID, and that older people who rely on those pensions for retirement, like there's something that sounds somewhat legit there. 39.6 billion to higher education. That sounds absolutely horrible. Higher education is what has unleashed all of this woke evilness on us, but what would the system really want? It would really wanna keep funding that because that's how you keep control of people and you make sure that they can't think. And 1.5 billion for Amtrak, the National Railroad Passenger Corporation. We all know about Amtrak and their, their speedy trains that take you from DC to New York 
or anywhere else. I don't have a problem with Amtrak, but what does this again have to do with COVID? If, if Are we to believe that if the federal government didn't give Amtrak 1.5 billion, that Amtrak was just gonna disappear? I pretty much doubt it. And all this is, is that executives and politicians and lobbyists, they're all gonna make a boatload of money. And then the Washington Post, can we put the tweet up one more time with that headline? The Washington Post will then tell you that uh, the 1.9 trillion package enjoys wide support across the country. Oh, I'm reading the subtitle here, uh, the tweet itself. Biden's stimulus showers money on Americans, sharply cutting poverty in a defining move of presidency. Does anything that I read there, all of those billions, does any of that solve poverty? Does any of that sharply cut poverty? Again, is there one person in the United States who's getting the check, they're getting the $1,400 check and going, honey, we're out, we're not in poverty anymore. You wanna have dinner at French Laundry? Like, it's just not happening. We are governed by morons and our politicians are idiots. Let me talk to you guys about Gabby insurance, guys. You know, we're all looking for ways to save money, right? Well, everyone except the government, I suppose, uh, especially right now. So let me ask you this. How do you like to keep an extra $961 a year in your pocket? Well, that's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account and in minutes you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. It's fast and easy and Gabby can show you if you've been overpaying. I discovered great deals as well as new insurance companies and was quickly able to compare the top five rates by seeing them listed in order, which made navigating through the plan super easy. Like I mentioned earlier, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. I bet that'd be nice to have in your pocket and Hopefully the government won't take it from you. If they can't find you savings, they'll let you know so that you can relax knowing that you have the best rate out there and they'll never sell your info, so no annoying spam or robocalls. You're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check out and there's no obligation. Go to gabby.com slash Ruben. That's gabi.com slash Ruben, gabi.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. All right, guys, we added this story in just like five minutes before we started the show today because I saw a tweet from this guy, Bernie Sanders. If you haven't heard of this Bernie Sanders, he's an old curmudgeonly socialist who's never really accomplished anything. He complains about a lot of stuff. He's been a senator for about three decades. He does have three houses and he's a millionaire, has never really gotten his name on major legislation or ever accomplished anything. He complains a lot. And then at the last minute, once he started to get a little momentum with the people, he always sells out to the, to the power. So he did that when Hillary threw him under the bus. He's done it again here with Biden. And by the way, the movement uh, will be done with him soon enough because he is a 70 plus year old millionaire and he's white and you know, just old and complaining and he's part of the problem. Anyway, uh, Bernie tweeted this out just moments ago before we start here. And this really, you know, it takes a lot. You guys know, come back to me for a sec. It takes a lot for me to get annoyed, right? Like I try to deliver you guys the news with uh, a little lightheartedness, a little, a little humor, a little tongue in cheekness. Um, but, and politics is like, it's not the sum totality of my life. So like I can talk to you about it and give you a couple of stories and then, and then 
set you off on the on your way for the rest of the day to you know live your life. That's all it should be. While everyone else is trying to make you miserable about politics and and you know basically keep you locked in an endlessly political state where they can kind of manipulate you and control you. I don't really care for that. But this tweet actually annoyed me. Like I came in here and I talked to my guys and I was like this seriously like everything that's wrong with everything is summed up in this tweet by this buffoon old socialist. So here's the tweet. This is Bernie Sanders just about an hour ago. Right-wing Republican, well, should I read it like Bernie? I'll try to read it like Bernie. Right-wing Republicans in California are trying to recall Gavin Newsom for the crime of telling people to wear masks and for listening to scientists during COVID. Extremist Republicans have done enough to undermine democracy already. We must unite to oppose the recall in California. That was pretty good. I think for a Bernie Sanders impression, it was pretty good on Bernie Sanders. My Bernie Sanders, it's a little bit of Jackie Mason and I'm also like kind of choking on a hot dog. Um, Anyway, I don't like you, Bernie Sanders, and that's obvious, but let's just unpack this uh, tweet for just a second. Right-wing Republicans in California are trying to recall Gavin Newsom for the crime of telling people to wear masks and for listening to science during COVID. No, you are 100% wrong, you old socialist buffoon. I have been to many rallies where people are trying to open up the state for the last year. You can drive by the main drag off my house over here and restaurants are closed. Indoor dining is still closed in California, even right now. Gyms are still closed in California, even right now. It's 80 and sunny in California every day. Okay, Gavin Newsom has destroyed the state. When I have been to these rallies, these are not right-wing Republicans. You know what they are? They're regular, decent people who are actually usually apolitical or Democrats who've been mugged by reality, right? Who have had their lives destroyed, their livelihoods destroyed, their businesses destroyed. And it's people like you that are cheering it on the entire time. So yes, we're recalling Gavin Newsom. Two million people have signed it already. We only needed 1.5 and hopefully once the recall happens, he'll actually be kicked out because he can run again. We have to get some better candidates and hopefully that'll happen. But but you see what Bernie does there? It's right-wing Republicans in California. And it's like, no, it's not right-wing Republicans. Well, first off, even if it was right-wing Republicans, they have their right to have their opinions voiced and their voices heard, that's one thing. Uh, But the other thing is that these are regular people. When I've been to one of these, many of these rallies, you know who I met, remember that woman, the video went viral, we covered it here from Pineapple Hill, uh, the restaurant that they closed her restaurant, wouldn't let her do anything outdoors, but then right next to it, they let a Hollywood production serve lunch to their people. And I met her with tears in her eyes about how they've destroyed her life. We did a we did a meet and greet for my locals community at a restaurant where about 100 people showed up last week. And guess what? Nobody got sick, nobody dropped dead. And the, the owner of the restaurant, uh, I don't even know if he wants me to mention the name of the restaurant actually, but the owner of the restaurant who was thrilled that we were there, um, he had told me how he owned so many other restaurants and that he had, uh, he had laid off something like a thousand people. Uh, by the way, the owner of uh, Pineapple Hill Saloon, which is the woman from the video that went viral, her name's Angela Marsden. There might still be Marsden. There might still be a GoFundMe for her, which I donated to. And, and these, but the point is that woman, Angela, she was not a right-wing Republican, you douchebag. She was just a regular person who wanted to go to work. 
ugh, these people are disgusting. And then of course, we're not listening to scientists. Of course, yes, we are all the backwards people. You enlighten people. If we just gave you enough money and power, Bernie, um, yes, then, then we would be good like you. Um, and they've, the extremist Republicans have done enough to undermine democracy already. I know extremist Republicans who have fought to let people go to work, who have fought to get the government out of our lives. We are the extremists, we're the extremists, and we must all unite to oppose the recall in California. Well, sorry, sucker, you're a senator from another state on another coast, and we're going ahead with that thing. And, and mind your own business, too, and I just can't wait. You know, I've said it for years. You can find tweets of mine from three, four years ago. They will take out Bernie one day, okay? I said it before, they will take out Bernie. He is an old, rich, white man, and the, the, the movement, Bernie, the revolution, the political revolution, it's almost done with you, you old hack. And uh, they, don't, they don't take kindly to old rich men, so you're going down, brother. Anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to California being open and we're gonna do more uh, live meetups and we're gonna do one actually uh, in OC pretty soon, in Orange County pretty soon. I think I'm gonna do one with Chef Andrew Gruel, who if you're not following this guy on Twitter, this guy is like one of the primo chefs probably in all of California, if not all of the country, and is making some seriously delicious food. And I know we, we had a ton of people come to LA from OC for our meet and greet, so I wanna do one down in, in OC. Um, okay, let's move on. I think you got my, you got the point about Bernie? I don't like him. Uh, I think this story was super, super interesting and it's gonna be way underreported, which is why I wanted to talk about it. So there was over a couple days on Twitter and on some of the sites that are the underbelly of the internet, which I need not mention, uh, there was this meme of Blue Anon that was starting to trend and catch fire. And the idea of it, well, let's throw to the image of what, of what Blue Anon was. And this is according to Urban Dictionary. I wanna read it perfectly for you. Urban Dictionary. Uh, defined Blue Anon as a loosely organized network of Democrat voters, politicians, and media personalities who spread left-wing conspiracy theories, uh, such as the Russia hoax, Jesse Smollett hoax, Ukraine hoax, Covington kid hoax, and Brett Kavanaugh hoax. Blue Anon adherents fervently believe that the right-wing that right-wing extremists are going to storm. Capitol Hill any day now and remove lawmakers for office, hence the need for deployment of thousands of National Guards stationed at the U.S. Capitol. Okay, so that was, so basically what happened here was the meme makers of the internet, somebody somebody really brilliant came up with Blue Anon. Obviously it's a reference to QAnon, but it shows that because they, you know, if you watch CNN and you, and you read the New York Times and you're just bashing your head with a mallet all day long, you would think that QAnon is the main driver of everything that's happening in the world right now. But in fact, many of these conspiracy theories, Jesse Smollett, Brett Kavanaugh, the Russia thing, all that, these things have been much more drivers of misinformation and nonsense than anything that QAnon ever did. And I'll, I'll say something about QAnon in just a sec. Um, but anyway, so it started trending and people were posting memes and it was catching fire online. Urban Dictionary posts this image saying this is you know, the official definition of Blue Anon. And then you're not gonna believe it, guys. Moments later, it was taken down off Urban Dictionary. And then you're not gonna believe what else happened. Then Google took down all of the references to Blue Anon. Huh, now why would Google, the world's largest search engine that's organizing information for people to know things, I assume they want people to know the truth, right? Uh, why would they take down a, a seemingly uh, jokey, silly uh, little definition of a new phrase that just came up. <laughs> I can't figure out what could be going on here. 
uh, I think you see where I'm going with this. Because this was against the wokesters, because it was against the Democrats and the left, Blue Anon must be censored, but we must constantly make everybody think that QAnon is a real thing. I would argue at this point, there are far more people watching MSNBC and CNN, CNN that believe in QAnon than actual QAnon followers. But I will tell you this one thing about QAnon. I think maybe, maybe I mentioned this once on the show. So I went to many Trump rallies over the months leading up to the election and everyone I met there was great and I met all kinds of people every walk of life and it was fun and it was joyous and there were American flags and it was just absolutely, absolutely wonderful. I met, I only saw one reference to QAnon there. there. One woman came up to me, she was a young pretty girl, probably in her early 20s, and she started asking me what I think about QAnon. And she said, Dave, you've never talked about QAnon on the show. I said, I haven't talked about it on the show. I don't really know about it, but you know, I, I try not to focus on these little internet, you know, corner of the internet things, and I'm trying to do some other stuff. And she got very angry, and she literally uh, grabbed a bullhorn jumped up on the stage and started screaming that Dave Rubin's here, Dave Rubin of the Rubin Report's here, and he doesn't believe in QAnon, blah, blah. And by the way, everybody looking at her was basically walking away. Obviously, me and my guys started walking away, but everybody was looking at her like she was completely nuts and everything else. Now, um, if she's watching this right now, hopefully you've gotten a little bit out of some of this stuff, but the point is that out of all the Trump things that I've done, out of all the messages that I got from Trump supporters and all of this, I never heard, I never addressed Q once on the show. I never felt it was important enough to address once on the show. And the one person that I ever encountered that had anything to do with Q was, was sort of mocked and ignored by people at a Trump rally. So yet CNN will run a story every day on how Q is the main driver of the, of the Republican movement. Or there was something, I think it was in the Washington Times a day or two ago, where they did a whole thing on Q and they just, they literally were like a guy named Rick said to us online that do 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 about Q. And the point is that this blue anon thing that they are that Google is now censoring is far more of a legit mainstream conspiracy sort of funnel. The idea that the average blue pilled dullard that's watching mainstream media, they bought the Jesse Smollett hoax, right? They just tried to destroy Brett Kavanaugh, they bought the Russia hoax and the Ukraine hoax, and then they refused to acknowledge things like Hunter Biden's laptop and everything else. So which one seems more mainstream and dangerous to you? Is it QAnon or is it Blue Anon? <sighs> All right, guys, one more story for you. We're gonna take it back to California. You know, Bernie Sanders is very concerned about what's happening in California, and in some ways there's reason to be concerned about California. Our governor's an idiot. We're still not open in a lot of ways. Um, I might be having an illegal party at my house on Thursday night, I've said too much. Um, but there is a new proposed bill in California which will require children's sections in department stores to be gender neutral. Yes, that's right, I'm not making it up. It's completely idiotic, this is from The Hill. A proposed California bill would require the majority of items offered for children in state department stores to be organized in a gender neutral section. Clothes, toy, clothes, toys, and childcare articles would be subject to the law, which was introduced by Assemblyman, Assembly member Evan Lowe, Democrat from Campbell, it should, should it pass. Uh, he goes on a little further to say here, this is a quote from, uh, Assembly member Evan Lowe, rather than having a separate boys or girls section, let's just have a kids section. Let's make sure that we remove the kind of stigma, the type of bullying that we see, especially in this day and age. All right, you know, I, I said before that, that Bernie Sanders, I didn't say nice things about Bernie Sanders. Evan Lowe, you're, you're an idiot and you're a ridiculous person who should not be 
in government. I am fired up today, people. It's the coffee. It's the, I had the strong coffee today. Excuse me for just a moment. These people are ridiculous. And let me explain to you why they're ridiculous. They take your money, then they give you back peanuts and crumbs, and then they want you to thank you. Thank you, thank you, okay, I'm a seal, okay. This idiot thinks, let's, let's, you know what? I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt here. I'm gonna really try to do this. Let's say that there's some issue with boys and girls and toys, that we're forcing somehow boys to play with Transformers and girls to play with Barbie. But in fact, most boys wanna play with Barbies, most girls wanna play with Transformers or some version of something like that. Let's pretend that's kind of right. Okay, I'll even grant you that maybe there's something to be said for that. That maybe we condition girls too much to like pink and boys too much to like blue. And thus, we have a horrific stain on our society. I'll pretend, I'll go with you. I'm with you on that adventure. Even if that is true, which it's not, but even if it's true, what does it have to do with the government to tell a store how they should organize their toy section? You people are authoritarian lunatics masked under the guise of being diverse and tolerant, loving creatures. But you're anything other than that. You think if we could only give the government the power to have to tell Toys R Us, or I guess they don't exist anymore, or KB Toy Store, I guess they don't exist anymore. Do any toy stores exist anymore? Get me a toy chain, for God's sakes. Target, that still exists, right? Yeah, because you were allowed to go to Target during COVID. You couldn't go to the mom and pop store selling the same exact thing. But they that what this law would do, I've been to Target, okay? I was at Target this weekend. I like the candles from uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. We like those candles. They've got that wood candle. It's a great candle, okay? Some guys like it, some girls like it. All right, but anyway, there's a toy section there. And every now and again, I do go into the toy section because I like seeing what, what's the latest with the Transformers, okay? I like seeing it, all right? Sometimes they have throwback Transformers that remind me when I was a kid. I don't buy them, but I see them, right? Or I'll see the Star Wars toys or whatever it is. Now, usually they are arranged. It's, it's seemingly boys' toys, but no one stops the girls from doing that. They don't have guards there. There's not. Uh, I'm sorry, young lady, you are not allowed here with the uh, G.I. Joes or, you know, and the, or they don't have like some butch lesbian guarding the women's toys or something like that. The point is the idea that if you think that you're creating a more tolerant society by saying to the government that it should tell a private company how it should organize its toy section in the name of gender neutrality, you're an idiot. You're an idiot and we must start calling you an idiot because you're an idiot. So this guy should not be in Campbell. I don't know where Campbell, California is. I'm guessing it's somewhere up north. Have you ever heard of Campbell, California? I don't know where Campbell is. I, I don't know who this guy is, Evan Lowe. But like, if this is why you got in the government, like you're a government official and you think it's your job to tell a toy store uh, how they can arrange their toys for boys and girls, you're, you're a ridiculous person. I've enjoyed today's show. I hope you enjoyed today's show. It's been an interesting one and uh, one that I'll remember, you know? Uh, this morning, guys, we put up part one of my interview with Dana Perino, who has a new book out all about uh, empowerment. That's a good thing. It's, it's actually, it's a really interesting book, sort of like a, I would say, kind of like a light, sort of a little more female-focused version of Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. But guess what? Men can read it too, and it doesn't have to be in a special section. It's wild. So you can get part one of that, which went up this morning on YouTube. The full episode, the full hour is already up absolutely ad-free at Rubenreport.com. 
www.locals.com. And as I've been teasing for the last two or three weeks, we have some major, major announcements coming with Locals soon. There is a ton of good stuff happening. I've been working real hard. If, if you think that I seemingly am busy with the stuff that I do here, there's a lot more happening on the local side. And I think maybe I'll make an announcement about my, uh, my new book in, sometime this week. Maybe I'll make a little announcement about that. Maybe it'll have to hold, I, my publisher may not be happy about that. In the next little while, I'm gonna make a little announcement on the, on the new book. Uh, also, we're working on a Florida tour. I, I like seeing real human beings. I like interacting with people, drinking with people, imbibing, eating, masticating with people. Masticating, I said masticating. Don't demonetize us, YouTube. I didn't say the other, I said masticating. It's a totally different thing. Google it if you don't know what it is. It's legit, it's legit. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, if you want to communicate with me directly, rubenportlot.locals.com. Have a great day, everybody. We will be back tomorrow.